Welcome to another episode of The Jasmine Tea, where we give you piping hot commentary on your favorite Blackity Black shows. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today I'll be recapping Euphoria Season 2, Episode 8, the finale this season. So I'll be giving you three piping hot moments from this episode, and we'll go ahead and kick things off. Piping hot moment number one, Maddie finally beat Cassie down. It was great to see. As we know, Cassie has stole Maddie's man. She's been cloning her look. And this beat down was just basically long overdue. So we saw Cassie storm into the theater, head up to the stage, and basically cause chaos for Lexi, her crew, the rest of the cast, and everything. Cassie and Lexi's mom also got on the stage at one point and tried to defuse the situation. She brought in some laughs and a few lighthearted moments, but ultimately, things just didn't go well. Um, while Cassie is on stage having her rant and rave, Maddie's sitting in the audience, and then finally, she decides, she's like, you know what? This chick needs to go down. And she hops up from her chair, walks on down that aisle, and proceeds to give Cassie the business. Um, Maddie slaps Cassie while she's on the stage, just like the first good ooh hit. Um, and then Cassie runs off the stage. Maddie follows behind her. And we see them running through the halls of the high school. It gets to one point where Cassie's like trying to turn a corner. But Maddie like taps her. And she hits her head against this brick wall. Now, and Cassie wasn't really like hurt for real. We got to see her later in the episode. And she had, you know, a little blood coming from her nose. It looked like a few little scratches on her face. But for all the chaos that she's caused, the fact that she was even conscious was honestly a blessing. I'm from Birmingham. Alabama and had she done all of that to like somebody in my clique somebody I know it just would have been a very different situation she at least would have had a black eye and a chunk of hair missing that's all I'm saying on that I also want to give a special shout out to the friend that was yelling and telling Maddie to beat Cassie's ass cat let me down she was choosing peace like no Maddie no y'all stop ain't nobody got time for all of that we wanted revenge we wanted vengeance and the moment was just simply being served. We also saw Maddie kind of pity Cassie in my eyes. Um, after the fight is over and the girls are in the restroom talking, Cassie reveals that, you know, Nate dumped her before she even burst into the theater. And Maddie kind of looks at her like, you silly, silly rabbit, you simple fool. Um, and she tells her, like, this is only the beginning. Like, you're just latching yourself on to this Nate train and it's about to take you for a wild ride. So tell me what you think in the comments. Are Maddie and Cassie done for good? Do you think this friendship could be rekindled in some type of way? Like what if Cassie decides that Nate ain't shit either? And do you think they could form like some, you know, or rekindle over their mutual dislike for him? I feel like Maddie is pretty over it. Um, she seemed rather peaceful when she left the restroom. And that's one thing. Once a woman reaches peace, whether it's about a man or a friend, once a woman is just like, okay, I accept it as it is and, you know, peace be with you, it's over. You can't, you can't get her back. Piping hot moment number two, Nate turns his dad into the cops. Now, this was a real surprise for me. We saw Kale kind of, you know, just dispel from his family a few episodes ago. He kicked them to the curb after giving everybody a very shady speech. Um, but in this episode, we saw Nate go to his dad's like dusty, stanky looking sex layer. That's what I'm gonna call it. Because it was just a random group of people kind of hanging out for no reason. To me, it just looked kind of steamy, sticky. It just looked like it stank to me. It just looked like it stank. 
So yeah, Nate pulls up to his dad's sex lair and goes in there, kind of dispels the group like, hey, y'all get out of here. We got some stuff to talk about. And then Nate reveals this flash drive that he's been holding on to. I mean, for God knows how long. And his dad is like, you know, what's, what's that? And Nate says, everything. And then we see the cop lights in the back flashing as they come in and pull up on Cal. And he actually looked scared. Like, it was the first time I feel like I really saw fear in Cal's eyes. And I really think that he thought he was just about to go live his best life doing whatever. And Nate pulled up like, bitch, you thought. So... I'm here for it. Typing hot moment number three is what I'm sure garnered the most attention out of tonight's episode. Fez never made it to Lexi's play. Now, last week, we kind of got left on a cliffhanger. Fez looked up and asked, like, you know, is everything good? Because he was about to leave and head for the play. This episode, we got to see it all go down. And Custer starts talking to Fez and Ashtray, trying to get them to, like, reminisce or just kind of bring up more facts about Mouse's death. But thankfully, Faye chimes in, finally makes herself useful, and tells Fez to be quiet. Um, so he kind of peeps like something's not right. And so Faye then starts to blame Mouse's death on Lori, which we know is their supplier, their, you know, big drug dealer at the top. And so she starts to say like, no, Custer, I thought you told me that Lori killed Mouse. Like, what do you mean? What you talking about? Um, and Custer gets flustered. Custer gets flustered. Wow, that's a trick to say. Um, Custer gets flustered and he's like basically telling Faye to shut up. Ashtray is just on brand as usual, not trying to let anybody have any room to mess up. And he hops up and stabs Custer in the neck with a box cutter. So Custer's like laying on the couch flailing as he bleeds out. Um, and Fez comes over and covers his mouth and lets Ash know like, hey, you know, the cops are outside. It's basically about to go down. Um, Custer was seemingly recording them on his phone or maybe he was wearing a wire or something. But some type of way, the cops had ears in the house and in on the situation. So Fez immediately says like he'll take the blame, tells Ash to basically go to the back of the house, chill out. Ashtray is not having it at all, okay? He goes and picks up every gun that he can possibly lay his hands on barricades himself in the bathroom and proceeds to just bunker down. Fez like, is on the outside, banging on the door, banging him to come out or let him in. Eventually, the cops bust in. Faye quickly lays down because really she ain't got nothing to do with this. Um, and Fez lets them know like, hey, he's, he's putting his hands up and walking away from the bathroom. He lets the cops know it's, he's just a kid. Like, please don't shoot. He's just a kid. He's just a kid. It doesn't matter because Ashtray shoots first. So Ash shits it off, fires some shots through the bathroom door, and he's not just using no simple little, you know, BB gun, no handgun or whatever. He's using machine guns, real heavy artillery in this thing. Um, so shots go flying back and forth. Fez actually gets hit in the stomach. It looks like it's from one of Ashtray's bullets. And so he goes down. So now we have Fez on the ground bleeding and screaming, stop it, stop it, Ash. He's just a child. Ashtray doesn't stop. The cops don't stop. There is one moment of like ceasefire. The cops fire a whole bunch of rounds into the bathroom and basically tear up the door. Um, Ashtray was in the bathtub, bunkered down. When the cops get closer, he's like on the floor, lying by the toilet. So we're thinking he got hit or maybe he's dead. Psych, you thought. Um, he sits up with this huge gun and shoots a cop to, in what appears to be his shoulder. So like the cop gets hit and goes down. And it's basically just a wrap after that. When Fez looks up, when Ashtray looks up after he just shot this cop in the shoulder, we see the laser pointers, the lights from the cop's gun. 
um, come up his body and they start on his chest, but they keep making their way up eventually to his forehead. And it's just really hard to see. Fez is like on the ground screaming and hollering and the dot just goes up to Ash's forehead. Um, and then the camera pans away. We hear shots. We don't see them. Um, and so we can assume that Ashtray has passed away, that he got shot by the cops in this um, shakedown about mouth. Another gut-wrenching part of this whole ordeal, um, Fez had written Lexi a letter and he was carrying it around with him because he was getting ready to go to the play. And so as the cops were like picking him up and taking him out of the apartment, hopefully to the hospital, we see one of them like step on the letter and crush it up. And I feel like that's kind of symbolic of like whatever relationship or anything that was forming between Fez and Lexi, like, it's over now, bro. Pretty sure that Fez is going to end up in jail and that's where we'll find him next season. Whether he stays there or not, I don't know. Um, but he is at least, I think, going to do some time. So a few more things that just left me wondering at the end of this episode. I feel like we didn't get answers to or cliffhangers. Number, number one, how is Rue going to pay Lori back her money? She still owes her $10,000. We haven't really seen it be addressed since Rue went on her, you know, wild night through the streets a few episodes ago. Um... Ain't nobody said nothing else about it, but I promise you Lori hasn't forgotten. Number two, so since Faye tried to throw Lori under the bus for killing Mouse, is Lori going to find out? Is she going to be mad? Is Fez going to jump on board and say like, hey, it was Lori? I think so too. I would like to see how that plays out next season. Um, also, where did McKay go? Now, number one, let me make it very clear. I'm happy that his collegiate behind is no longer hanging out with these high schoolers. But ever since Nate pulled up on him all creepily at that party, we ain't seen no boy since. And also, Nate is being Captain Saberhoe and turning in his dad for all his devious deeds. But what about Tyler from season one? So Tyler is the person that ended up taking the fall for choking Maddie. Now, we all know Nate choked Maddie, but the two of them still wanted to be together. They didn't want any chaos. So Nate beat up this guy named Tyler and made him turn himself in for choking Maddie. But what happened with that? Like, is he just going to get away with it? I feel like if his dad is having this moment of reckoning at the end of his season, that dude shouldn't just be sitting in jail for no reason either. And lastly, we have to wait two whole years for new episodes, guys. Two whole years until a new season of Euphoria comes out. Maybe they will hit us up with some special episodes in between. Nevertheless, this has been a really great season. I've had fun recapping it with you all this week. And you can make sure you are following me on YouTube at the Jasmine TEA up here. That is the name of my channel. And you can follow me on social media at the Jasmine T down here, like T for tongue. If you're listening to this show on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, or whatever, make sure you give us a like, write a quick review. Let me know what you like about it, what other shows you would like to see. And I'll be back with more recaps of your favorite Blackity Black shows. Mm -hmm.